Mmm. Mmm. I thought I'd do this live. Otherwise, I'll just faff around for ages. I should warn you that today's episode is fueled by caffeine. Lots and lots of caffeine. And ADHD, so, you know. ADHD and caffeine. What could possibly go wrong? Let's see. Let's see how that goes. So, I thought I'd do a live version of this in the group, because I've not done one of these for ages. And if I overthink this, this is the kind of thing when you're generically talking about a, a subject like pitching, I tend to overthink it. And if I'm recording it, I'll go backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. So just thought I'd do a quick talk about pitching because um, 2020 has been, um, well, it's been, hasn't it? It's been, finish. Um, hopefully it's been, it's nearly been, almost been and gone. And for those of you who don't know, I started 2020 as a magician with a diary full of gigs. And then for some reason in March, they kind of magically vanished. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how. So I had to make a pivot. There's that word again, pivot. And I chose copywriting. And I've been wanting to do that for a while. So COVID was kind of like the kick up the arse that inspired me to do, uh, give copywriting a go. And I've been super fortunate. I'm very aware that I'm super fortunate, super lucky. I'm super grateful, all the supers, um, to have made copywriting a full-time thing. But there's a reason I've been able to make copywriting a full-time thing, and it's not because I'm a brilliant writer, because I'm not. Uh, I'm not the best writer on the planet. I'm not the second best. Uh, I'm okay. I'm not terribly shit. That's as far as my ego will go. But what I have been able to do is, and this comes from years of doing this as a magician as well, is is learn how to show up and pitch myself to people, land in their inboxes, and basically ask, can we work together? Without just saying, can we work together? Which would be, although if you are a legend in your field and well-known and got a good reputation, then can we work together? Might just work for you. Um, so, I've probably thought about pitching more than a lot of people, when it, uh, you know, freelancers, service providers. So it occurred to me that it might be useful for me to talk about it and talk about the lessons I've learned. You know, how I started out, how my approach changed, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what I'd do differently. And for, I'm gonna talk about what I've done because, not because of an ego thing, but purely because I don't wanna be one of those people that talks theory. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about what they think works or what might work and you go, well, does it actually work? So I'm going to talk about what I've used in magic and copywriting, not from an ego point of view, but only so I can say, this is what I did and this is what happened. What do you think? And with copywriting especially, I've been pretty fortunate to land some good gigs, better gigs than I deserve, to be honest with you. Um, but um, I've also... Just so you know, it's not a, a social re media highlight reel. I've also messed things up. And I think the most recent thing I went for, I'm 90% sure that I haven't got. So just in case you think I'm being all ego and yay, look at me, I'm awesome. Remember that. I think the most recent time I've used this approach, it hasn't worked. So let's have a look at pitching then. So I consider there's two kinds of pitching. The first one is the kind of machine gun approach where you kind of use a template, fire it off to a whole bunch of different people. And as a magician, I did this a lot with like events organizers and entertainment agencies. I would just, you know, design templates, change the first name, fire it off. And I had some funny templates that I used 
and follow-up sequences, that kind of stuff, and they work. They've got great results. And you get some really great replies when you do stuff like that, especially if you send them out in hundreds. But when it came to being a copywriter, I kind of changed my approach because I wanted to work with specific people. And when you want to work with specific people, when you're a little bit more choosy, then you need to kind of go, here's an innuendo, deeper with them. So rather than the machine gun approach, I call it the sniper approach. And if you're on my email list, you'll know in the Google Drive of awesomeness, there's a document called the sniper approach where I walk through this entire process as I used it this year to land two gigs. So this is the approach I would go with now, the sniper approach, the deeper approach, where you kind of pick a person, target them, put in a bit of effort, and um, tailor the approach to them. Maybe you do something for free just to kind of win them over. And that's what I would do going forward. Um, so that's the approach I use with copywriting. And so what I wanted to give you was just three points, three quick points that if you want to use pitching, either next year or going forward to get clients or referral partners, anything like that, here are three of the most important lessons I've learned this year and I'll look at what worked, what didn't work, and, and how I'll adjust my thing going forward. So, the first thing is, don't overestimate the competition. I've been quite fortunate in that the most recent gig I went for, that I don't think I got, I managed to get some feedback. And one of the most important pieces of feedback that I got was this idea that I imagined that because this, this writing job was quite a top-tier one, that everybody was going to be an A-lister. They'd all be superstars. All stars, these kind of guys, the, the gurus, the, the guys that have got $100 million of sales every single project. And it's not the case. Not the case at all. A lot of them, a lot, were absolutely dead in the water, complete no-hopers. Some people were applying just because they needed to, to maintain their unemployment check. Bear in mind, this was for a copywriting job. The person who gave me feedback said that some when asked for experience, said, well, we worked at McDonald's or I worked in a hotel. Another one said, when they sent an application that just had their name and address on and they were asked for a bit more details, responded with, can you remind me what the job was again? So if you are cold pitching for somebody that you think is above your pay grade and you're punching above your weight, don't get caught into the trap of thinking that everybody else is above you. Everybody else is an A-lister because they're not. Run your own race. And as Ben Settle said, you know, when it comes down to it, it's amazing how much the little things count, like filling in the application, giving the right details, meeting deadlines, being polite, being courteous, showing respect, giving them what they asked for, not varying from the written test. Just, just sticking to the guidelines. It's amazing what sticking to the guidelines, how far ahead that puts you of everybody else. And Ben Settle says this thing where when you're in a job, People care about three things, doing good work, showing up on time and being easy to work with. And the thing is, you don't need all three of those things because if you don't do good work, people will put up with you because you show up on time and you're easy to deal with. Similarly, if you do good work, people will put up with the fact that uh, you deliver on time, but you're a bit of an arsehole. So you can have two out of three of those things and still have a successful career. So even showing up with the most basic stuff, don't overestimate the competition. It still puts you light years ahead of them. Um, the second thing is that with this sniper approach, people appreciate effort. People notice the effort. Now, 
again, not to reference the Sniper Approach PDF that I've got in the Google Drive of awesomeness thing, but I lay out my entire process there, what I did to get these copywriting jobs, and it was humour-based. I'm not the best writer on the planet, I'm not the most funniest, I'm not the funniest person either, but you put those things together and create something that looks like it took a bit of time, and it implies to the person receiving it that you've put effort into this. And if you've put effort into something, then the insinuation is you care about it. So people appreciate effort. It doesn't need to be world class. It doesn't need to be the funniest thing ever. It doesn't need to be the greatest example of this or whatever. Or, you know, if you're giving somebody a free email sequence, it doesn't need to be the best thing ever. But people will appreciate that this is just for them. They'll value that. And that in itself will put you ahead. And here's the thing that I didn't fully appreciate. So I did this before. So when wanting to get into somebody's radar, I would make a video, I'd maybe make a sales page and write an e email sequence and stuff like that. But what I didn't appreciate when getting going for a job, there are different stages of the process. So you send your CV in, then you do the written test, then you have an interview, then you've got the follow-up and stuff like that. Every single one of those steps, there's a chance for you to show up and over-deliver and wow them and put in effort. So one of the pieces of feedback I got from this job that I don't think I got was that some of the other applicants filmed a thank you video after the interview. And immediately on hearing that, I was like, oh my God, why would I not do that? Why would I, why would I film a, thank you, a video before, during the process, as I do, to go with the sales page and the email sequence? Why would I make a video saying why I'm the perfect person for the job and not wait one to say thank you so much for the interview? It was great to see you. Thanks for giving me a chance to uh, interview this. I really care about it. Hope to, you know, why would I not do that? I was kicking myself. So don't do what I did. Look at every single step of the process. Think, how can I over-deliver? You don't have to wow them and shower them with gifts, but just, just show them you care by creating something that takes a little bit of effort. And the third thing is, um, remember, this isn't a one-and-done thing. A lot of people think, well, you know, it's a job. Why would I... You know, if I have to create a sales page or an email sequence or film a video for every single job, I'm going to be here for days. And this is why I'm really thinking of going towards this sniper approach. Because if you think about it, whether you get the job or not, or whether they're hiring or not when you're cold pitching, you do this kind of approach and it's an investment in the relationship. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy. It sounds kind of woolly, doesn't it? But if you think about it, that's what you're doing. You're investing in the relationship. So if I create a sales page, if I write an email sequence, if I film a video for somebody and they're not hiring, or I don't get the position, in six months' time, if I call back or send them a quick email, how do you think they're going to feel about me? They're going to feel warm about me, aren't they? They're going to look out for me. You know, maybe if somebody mentions my name at a conference or a convention or in a forum, they're going to go, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, he's pretty good. I like him. He's good. You know, every time you do this, you're, you're connecting with people in a positive way. And if you're specifically targeting people who are above you, who can have the most impact, not from a selfish point of view, but from a who can have the most impact uh, point of view, then you're going to send ripples like this out. You know, so maybe an A-lister won't hire you, but will think nicely of you. Maybe they'll put in a good word for you with this other gig. And when you start putting these things out there and these applications, suddenly you realise it's not an application for a one-off job 
what you're doing is creating a relationship with that person. You're getting on their radar in a really positive way, in a way that they'll remember you for. And, you know, if you do good work while you're doing it, like give them a sequence or give them a sales page or give them a free PDF or give them a website audit or whatever it is you do, then they've got a chance to sample your work. So those are the three things I would think about going forward. Number one, don't overestimate the competition because some of them are complete numbskulls. Number two, people always appreciate effort. So at every single step of the process, see if you can do something that just kind of puts you above everybody else. You don't have to deliver a Fabergé egg or anything like that, but just do something that makes them know that you care. And number three, remember, this isn't a one-off thing. You're investing in a relationship, a potential I don't want to call it a networking opportunity because that makes it sound kind of seedy. But you're investing in a relationship and a chance for future offerings, which, again, sounds a bit woolly. So that's what I've done. And like I say, I've had some success getting on people's radars and getting gigs. But I've also had some where I think that I've probably lost the job by not delivering enough effort later on in the thing. So that would be my lesson. Um, so how would I use this going forward? Because I see pitching as like the best way forward. You specifically target certain people that you really want to work with. And when you say words like target, it sounds like kind of scammy and sleazy. But really pick who you want to work with. Don't just fire off things indiscriminately. Pick five people next year who you really want to work with. Five or ten people who you really want to work with. And then get into their world. So this is my plan. I'm going to pick, let's say, five people at a time. I'm going to pick five people that I really want to write for. And I have a few people in mind already. I want to get on their radar. I want to work with them. I like what they do. So I'm going to kind of immerse myself in their world. This is my plan. I'm going to immerse myself in their world. I'm going to get used to it. I'm going to look for an opportunity to do a job for them. So I'm going to look for a gap. So as an email copywriter, for example, I might get in somebody's world and realise that, oh, they don't have an abandoned cart sequence an automated email sequence or they don't have a sequence of emails for this. Maybe I'll write them one and then I'll write them one and give it to them and then just present it to them with a video saying, you know, I'm a big fan of their work, always enjoyed this, I thought I'd do this for you, no payment required, no credit required, use it as you will, set fire to it and rub the ashes on your body if you like, whatever. Just wanted to do it to say thanks for all the work you do. Uh, and then pitch them <laughs> um, and give them that and just g give them a chance to accept it and it comes back to this idea of if you want a job with somebody show up and do the job make it really easy for them to imagine you working for them by actually showing up and doing the job you would do so don't just give them something don't just think I'd like to work with that guy think about what specifically you'd like to do with that guy so if I want to write emails for this guy why don't I show up, show up and actually give him an email sequence he can use? And it's not always so easy to figure out exactly what you'd want to do with somebody and then give them a free version of that. But you can do that. So let's, let's copywriting is a really easy example. So let's look at something that's a little bit more difficult, like uh, being a magician. So as a magician, you could say, well, I want to do magic for these people. But this event organiser, how can I do that? And you go, well, I can't do that. I can't just show up and do magic tricks because they need it at the event. That's not really helping them out. It's getting in their way. 
But here's the thing. When you, when you get above that and you think, well, what is magic really? Magic really is just giving their guests a great time, making the event organisers' life a lot easier. We're covering for delays, we're creating a happy vibe, uh, we're creating happy campers all around, all good. So when you think about it from a higher level, think, my job really is just to make the event organisers' life a whole lot easier. There's other ways you can do that. So if there's an event organiser you really want to work with, <coughs> excuse me, if there's an event organiser you really want to work with and you discover that they've got um, a James Bond Casino Royale party planned at a big hotel near you, you could always get in touch, even as a magician, and say, uh, I'd love to work with you guys, been a big fan of you for ages, um, I see you've got this event coming up, uh, Casino Royale, um, I've worked, uh, not to shove my nose in or anything like that, but I've worked with a load of Casino Royale and James Bond style parties. Over the years I've built a truckload of contacts, so I thought it might be helpful if I just bung them all in a PDF and gave you a list. So, for example, uh, Jeff, he, he's a guy near me, he's great, he's got a load of Aston Martins that look like the James Bond, they've even got the revolving number plates. Um, he's a great guy, and the great thing is, if you ask him for Alan, one of his drivers, Alan actually looks like Daniel Craig. So you get, not only do you get the car, you get the photo opportunity and stuff like that. And then, you know, you just, you give them, give them something that makes their life easier. Give them a whole bunch of suppliers, a whole bunch of ideas. Here's some things I've learned from working James Bond style events. There's Casino, there's this, there's this. Here's a list of the Bond movies. Here's a list of the artists who sang the Bond movies, because I know you might like to have the tables named after Bond movies. Here's a list of the most popular characters in Bond movies. Make their life a whole lot easier by doing that kind of stuff. And just give it to them. You know, you're already... You're putting yourself in the place of being the person they need to hire. They need somebody to make their life easier. So when it comes to looking for a magician to work this event, they you're the only choice. You're the only possible choice. And, yeah, that would be the thing. Just give them something that will help them achieve the goal you're going to help them achieve anyway and then follow up and that is my entire approach for 2021's cold pitching um scope out targets really go deep and immerse myself into their world figure out what i want to do for them do it figure out a specific task that i can do for them and then do it give it to them present it in a nice way and then follow up and if you did like one of those a week to dream clients, at the end of the year, whether you get a job or not, you've got 50 people who you've genuinely provided value to. And 50 people who, let's face it, how can they not like you more than they did? <laughs> how, can, how can you not create a positive impact on a person by giving them something that is genuinely going to make their life easier, better, more valuable, more productive, more profitable, all the mores, those kind of things. How can you not help make their life better by doing something like that? So that's my plan. Scope them out, figure out what I want to do for them, do the work, give it to them, show up, deliver, follow up, be a pain, no, not be a pain in the ass, but do that kind of thing. Um, so yes, those are the tips I have about pitching. It's just like a a mind fart in your direction so I apologize for that but I hope you found it useful because I think that pitching is a skill that no matter what else is going on in the world if you've got it it'll always be useful and it'll always be valuable 
and you'll always be make it, able to make it work, whether it's via email, Skype, video, text, whether we're using Morse code or carrier pigeons. Pitching is a kind of meta skill that will always come in useful. Getting on people's radar is a great skill to have and it's worth putting in the effort, even if it isn't your number one marketing strategy. So anyway, hope you found that useful. Any questions, pop them below or above or to the side, depending on where you're seeing this. And if you want more details, don't forget, I've got a complete guide to the sniper approach inside the Google Drive of Awesomeness. So if you're not a subscriber to my list, uh, you can get that for free just by going to insertgaghere.com uh, forward slash email or just click on the free stuff button and a whole load of goodies await. Hope that's useful. Have a good day. And if I don't speak to you before, have an awesome Christmas.